You are listening to Girl Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. Welcome to episode 43 of Girl Speak, our news roundup for September 2015. I'm Tiffany Rhodes, program developer with Girl Museum. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, or streaming us today. Girl Speak is produced by Girl Museum, the first and only museum in the world dedicated to celebrating girlhood. Girl Museum explores the art, history, and culture of girls around the world in the past and present. All of our programs are volunteer-run and supported by listeners like you. Visit us on the web at www.girlmuseum.org. My apologies that our podcast is late this month. I was personally out with the flu at recording time and wasn't able to record until now. Additionally, there was so much news coming out with the global goals that I decided to delay slightly in order to better report on the end-of-month events. So here's a quick reminder to go get your flu shots And now let's take a look at girl-related news for the month of September. First up, we're following up on Gamer Girl, our latest exhibit, with a look at the newest Guinness World Record holder. Cat Mystic Gun will be honored in the latest edition of the Guinness World Records book as the highest earning female video gamer of all time. To date, she has won over $122,000, most of which came from her victory in the second season of WCG Ultimate Gamer. Kat is currently a streamer with Team Dignitas. Second, on September 23rd, the United Nations Foundation announced that singer and actress Jennifer Lopez has been named the first ever global advocate for girls and women. In her new role, Lopez will sound the call for action to address the needs and rights of girls worldwide, including supporting maternal health programs, ensuring access to education and health services, and working to end gender-based violence. In a statement published on Bustle.com, Lopez stated, Becoming a mother has made me more aware of the struggles of women and children throughout the world. While some progress has been made, there is still a lot more work that needs to be done for gender equality and universal access to medical care. I am happy to be joining the UN Foundation and eager to lend my voice and ensure that all girls and women are safe, healthy, educated, and empowered. Lopez is a good choice for this new position, as she is a past advocate for girls and women worldwide. She has previously headlined a women's rights concert in 2013 with Beyonce in support of Chime for Change, worked with Amnesty International to raise awareness of femicide in Mexico, been one of the main supporters of increasing support for maternal health and equal pay, and used her work as a singer and actress to combat and comment on the objectification and victimization of women based on their gender. Our congratulations to Lopez, and we look forward to seeing all the good work she will do for girls worldwide. Next up, I'd like to take the time to discuss the Global Goals for Sustainable Development, a set of 17 goals that aim to achieve three primary things over the next 15 years. To end extreme poverty, to fight inequality and injustice, and to fix climate change worldwide. To achieve this, World leaders committed to the 17 goals. Each has a series of targets to help world leaders achieve these goals. While all of these goals ultimately affect girls, one stands out in particular. Goal 5, to achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. 
Goal 5 includes several targets, ranging from ending discrimination and violence against women and girls, to ensuring universal reproductive rights and access to economic resources. And girls were there to see it begin implementation. On September 25th, nine girls were invited to the United Nations to witness the approval of the goals. The girls had the opportunity to speak with government leaders on the importance of the goals to them and how fulfilling these goals will protect girls from violence, improve health care, combat hunger, and ensure gender equality. Speaking on sponsorship from Plan International, 17-year-old Sana from Pakistan stated, Now I have a great opportunity to change things in Pakistan. I want there to be an end to child marriage and more education for girls. I want to be a lawyer when the Sustainable Development Goals are achieved. But the main point I want to emphasize about the Sustainable Development Goals is that while committing to them is promising, it is action that will truly make the difference over the next 15 years. These new goals give us the opportunity, perhaps for the first time ever, to witness the eradication of extreme poverty and the implementation of global human rights, something that would benefit everyone. Within the next 15 years, we have the chance to reverse climate change, to begin shaping a world that is not only sustainable for us, but for generations to come, that embraces our role as caretakers of our magnificent planet and of each other. As Anne Burchett Albrechtson, CEO of Plant International stated, it's right that we celebrate the launch of the SDGs for what they promise to children and girls in particular. But to deliver our promise to girls, all stakeholders must focus on gender gaps and put girls first when designing SDG implementation strategies. I'll add to it that we are all stakeholders in this. Our future, our planet, our rights. To accomplish this, we all have the responsibility to become informed, conscious global citizens that use our daily actions and our personal strength to stand up for what is right, to implement strategies at home and in our communities, and to advocate for regional, national, and international policies that will create the sustainable future envisioned by the goals. You can learn more about the global goals and view details on the world's largest lesson plan for implementing them at www.globalgoals.org. I highly encourage you to visit the website, sign up as a supporter, and do all you can on social networks, in your community, and in your daily life to actively support the goals and their implementation by your government leaders. By 2030, we could bring to life a world where climate change is reversed, where all humans have equal opportunity, and where girls are free to be educated, healthy, and happy. Another historic step for girls happened early this month when representatives of G20 countries met in Ankara, Turkey and launched the Women 20. Women 20 will work to promote women's involvement in financial decision making and is a method of holding G20 countries accountable for the commitments they have made to gender equality and women's empowerment in international treaties, declarations, and global agreements. UN Women will act as a technical resource to G20 countries, providing guidance on transforming economies and realizing rights. Women 20 will hold its inaugural summit in Istanbul on October 7th and 8th. Now we move on to something really fun. Hashtags! 
And there are so many hashtags about girls this month. First up, I'd like to mention my personal favorite, the I look like a game dev hashtag, which encouraged game developers around the world to post selfies. It exploded on my Twitter feed a few days ago, and I have absolutely loved seeing all the amazing girls and women working in game development. Their diversity is astounding and such a great inspiration for future female game developers. And a little promo on this. If you're a gamer girl or game developer, we still want your voice. Our Gamer Girl exhibit is open to new contributions, both as interviews of game industry professionals, stories about incredible gamer girls, and by submitting your entry to Why I Game. Visit our website at www.girlmuseum.org to see this huge exhibit, and then send your name, photo, country, and the answer to Why Do You Game and How Has Gaming Positively Impacted Your Life to Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, at girlmuseum.org. Another hashtag campaign this month is Born and Made. Launched by Lisa Price, founder of Carol's Daughter, and I Am That Girl, the campaign seeks to celebrate where we come from and how our upbringing shapes us. The campaign also raises awareness about I Am That Girl, an organization that provides a safe space for young women to develop self-confidence. You can join the conversation at bornandmade.com, where you can upload a selfie and add text about your life, then post the results to social media. Our third hashtag of the month is Not There, a campaign that serves as a call to action on global gender equality. The campaign pairs images of girls around the world, showcasing how much still has to be done in the fight to ensure that all girls and women are guaranteed equal education, career, and life opportunities, adequate resources, and fair treatment inside and outside the home. The photos also come with staggering statistics. For example, one in three women worldwide has experienced physical or sexual violence, the vast majority at the hands of her husband or partner. Also, between 2011 and 2020, an estimated 140 million girls will marry before the age of 18. And of those, 50 million, that's over 13,000 girls per day, will be married under the age of 15. Take action now by searching for and sharing posts with the hashtag NotThere and committing to the global goals. Our next hashtag campaign is Strength to Say No. The campaign was inspired by the story of 11-year-old Rekha Kalindi, a girl from a remote Indian village who made headlines when she took the stage at her school performance to explain that she had faced pressure to marry and was refusing to be a child bride, all in front of Bengal's Minister of Labor. In her speech, Rekha detailed how her sister was married as a child and has already given birth to four stillborns. When Rekha returned home from school that day, she was beaten for speaking out against child marriage, starved, and banned from returning to school. With the help of a teacher and the Minister of Labor, Rekha escaped her home and returned to school. The new hashtag Strength to Say No aims to bring awareness to the issue of child marriage by having people take photos of themselves holding poster boards expressing their views on the subject. Many photos have been posted already, listing views such as strength to say no because one out of five Indian brides are children, and spreading to include views on a variety of other topics, such as strength to say no to honor killings, and 
Strength to say no to stigma about mental diseases. Finally, the last hashtag of the month is 62 million girls. Launched by U.S. First Lady Michelle Obama, the hashtag seeks to raise awareness of the fact that 62 million girls worldwide are currently unable to attend school each year. It asks people to post a selfie with a sentence describing what they learned in school and why education is important. It's a pretty powerful campaign. Just reflecting on how much school meant to me as a child is impactful enough. School empowered me not only by granting me knowledge, but by honing my skills, giving me the opportunity to explore new things and form my own ideas of the world, and by connecting me with a variety of individuals, books, and other resources that ultimately shaped my love for history and museums. I can't imagine where I'd be without school, and I hate the thought that 62 million girls currently lack that opportunity. This awesome hashtag not only causes us to reflect on our own lives, but also on education in general, and to begin speaking up and taking action to ensure that every child has the opportunity for a full education. Post your selfie and what you learned in school with the hashtag 62millioningirls, and then visit 62milliongirls.com to learn more. We are in absolute awe of the abundance of positive hashtag campaigns seeking to raise awareness and empower individuals to take social action in their communities. Learn, get involved, speak out. Together, we can change the world. Next up, let's turn to a hot topic for September, education. In disturbing educational news, more than 300 girls were sent to hospitals in the Herat district of Afghanistan following incidents of mysterious fumes. Officials say the fumes are some type of poisonous gas. Three such incidents have already occurred, and officials believe they were deliberately caused. Attacks against girls in school happen with alarming frequency in the country, often by militants who believe girls should not go to school. Our hearts and prayers are with the girls and their families at this time. In the UK, a group of top girls' schools has launched a campaign to make sure important women in history, science, and the arts are included in curriculums. The campaign was started by 17-year-old Jessie McCade, who launched a petition to get more female composers on her music syllabus during her A-levels. When contacting the examination board on the issue, Jessie was told that few women had been prominent in the Western classical tradition. I'm going to insert my own comment here and call them out because there have been tons of female composers. What about Hildegard of Bingen, an 11th century composer, writer, and Benedictine abbess, who was considered the founder of scientific natural history and also wrote more than 70 medieval songs? Or Antonia Bembo, who sang for King Louis XIV, and he loved her so much that he granted her a pension. Six volumes of her work survive! And let's not forget Lily Bollinger, the first woman to win the Prix de Rome when she was only 20 years old. Following up on Jessie's petition, girls' school leaders will soon publish a list of women they want listed for future study on their exams, including women such as Marie Curie, Frida Kahlo, and Tracy Emin. In response to the campaign, several examination boards have stated that they will consider changing next year's syllabus for A-levels. Let's hope they do. Another education advocate is 19-year-old Miriam Malak, who has become the symbol of the fight against corruption in Egypt after scoring a zero on her final exams. 
Miriam dreams of being a doctor and has previously scored highly on all of her exams. Yet in her final year of school, she was shocked to find out that she had failed and her answers had been replaced with those of someone else, clearly distinguishable by the handwriting. Miriam said she wrote page after page in her final exams, but the ones she got back consisted of only a few lines. Now she is standing up for her rights, and her lawyers believe her exams could have been swapped with those submitted by the child of a person of influence. She has already been turned down in two appeals to her case, with the last one resulting in her being hospitalized briefly due to the stress. Her story has now become a mainstay, with the hashtag #IBelieveMariamMalak being used by her supporters. She has been backed by the Prime Minister, who stated he would support the student in her appeal as if she were his daughter. And there are even more advocates. In fact, September was a huge month for girls' rights activism. First up, Nigeria has launched a year of action to end violence against children. The country recently completed a survey which showed that 60% of Nigerian children experience some form of violence. President Buhari has launched the Year of Action, stating, These findings are an urgent call to action not only for the government, but also for civil society organizations, religious and traditional groups, the media, the private sector, communities, parents, and families to come together to tackle violence against children. Nigeria is the first country in the West African subregion and only the ninth country in the world to conduct this comprehensive survey. Next is 17-year-old Ali Delmont, who is standing up to bullying. A survivor of bullying herself, Ali faced horrific cyberbullying that concluded with her logging into her private Tumblr account to find 172 messages encouraging her to kill herself. She then attempted suicide, but was saved when her mother intervened. Allie is now leading the hashtag campaign, Be Brave, and writing about her experiences on her website, Loser Girl, and in the Huffington Post. Her blog now reaches up to 200,000 people per year. As Allie explained in a recent interview with People Magazine, I started writing about some of my experiences, and I started talking to people from all over the world. I would get messages from them and I would help them by either actually talking them out of killing themselves or sending them resources like the suicide hotline for the area they were in or tips on what to do when you're getting bullied. She further explained her new hashtag campaign on her blog stating, I take my me. I will be brave for you and be brave and stand up to your bullies. Then you turn it into we. We both be brave and stand up for the bullied. We stand up for the next person, and the next person, and the next person. From me, to we, to us. We can end bullying. We absolutely love this new campaign, are in full of support of Ali. Show yours with a selfie and the hashtag BeBrave on your social media accounts. And be sure to check out Ali's blog at L-O-S-E-R-G-U-R-L dot com. Another incredible activist is high school senior India Unger Harquail and her classmates, Serena Simpkins and Pavithra Pandurangan. During their Girls Who Code program this sum past summer, the girls developed an app called Enrighten Me, which provides U.S. citizens accessible information about their civil rights, such as their right to free speech or to videotape police at a public location. 
India stated in an interview with the Montclair Times that, I asked people in my class about what would we create an app about, and found that a lot of girls, as well as our parents, don't know all their civil rights. Enrighten Me, which is free, was created as a way for people to learn more about their civil rights. India is currently designing a new app, Leaderly, that explores the subject of female leadership, while also interning with Hack It Back, a nonprofit that helps teenage girls develop leadership skills. Our final activist is Hadika Bashir, a 13-year-old girl in the Swat district of Pakistan, who has been awarded the third Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Award for dedicating her life to ending the practice of child marriages in Pakistan. She has successfully stopped several child marriages in her area. Upon receiving the award, she stated, The award reaffirms my conviction that with truth, courage, and determination as our weapons, my country, Pakistan, will be liberated from every type of injustice and violence. I did not make the journey here alone. Numerous people have supported me along the way. She credited her amazing and supportive family, including her uncle, who is a co-founder of the Girls United for Human Rights group. Next up, a quick look at the world of fashion, where three girls have made headlines this month. First is 28-year-old Rebecca Marine, who broke barriers at New York Fashion Week in February, and will continue breaking them this fall as she walks the catwalk with a bionic arm. Rebecca was born without a right forearm, a challenge that discouraged her from becoming a model until she was fitted with a prosthetic arm four years ago. She is now inspiring girls with her blooming career, proving that models with disabilities can make all their dreams come true, and using her disability as a source of power and strength. Second in fashion is 14-year-old Katie Kopp of Richmond, Virginia, who is challenging Gap stores. While shopping with her mother, Katie noted that the mannequins in Gap stores were dangerously thin, using Snapchat to post a photo of the mannequin that said, look at the legs, or lack thereof. Katie then took to Gap's Facebook page to express her concern, stating, please, for the mental health of teenagers everywhere, consider removing these mannequins. While no official response has come from Gap yet, here's a big way to go, Katie, for taking a stand. Our final fashionista is nine-year-old Adair Mahoney of North Carolina, who is taking action against sexist advertising. While shopping online, Adair noted that Vineyard Vines described pajamas for girls and boys differently. While boys' pants were called lounge pants, the equivalent girls' pants were called lazy pants. In an interview with ABC News, she stated, I thought, uh, did they really just call me lazy? Why do boys get to lounge, but when girls just want to spend the day chilling on the couch in pajamas after a trying week of third grade, they're lazy. Adair wrote a letter to Vineyard Vines pointing out the sexist advertising. The company personally responded to her and then apologized, and they also changed the name of the pants. Adair was then invited to design her own pants at their offices, and has named them Adair You To Be Awesome. Finally, we'll close with a look at five-year-old Sophie Cruz, who made headlines when she met Pope Francis in Washington, D.C. As the Pope passed Sophie during his tour of D.C., she slipped past the barricade and walked towards him. The Pope motioned for security to let her through, which gave Sophie the chance to deliver a very special letter. In it, she detailed how she had traveled with her father and other immigrant activists to Washington to see the Pope and push for immigration reform. 
It spoke of how she fears being someday separated from her parents, because they hold different immigration statuses. She also called on the Pope to ask U.S. lawmakers to pass comprehensive immigration reform so that she and her family could stop living in fear of deportation. She stated, All immigrants, just like my dad, help feed this country. They deserve to live with dignity. They deserve to live with respect. They deserve an immigration reform. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to tune in to our next podcast on October 11th as we celebrate International Day of the Girl with our special look at girls in museums. Also, please help to support future production of Girl Speak by visiting our Podbean site at girlmuseum.podbean.com and clicking Support Girl Speak. Thank you and have a wonderful day. If you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website.